What have you been doing? Um, so we went to one of Mitch's mate's farms mm. Mm, down in Braidwood. Where's Braidwood? Um, I drove, but I couldn't even tell you. I think it's down <laughs> directions. I think it's uh, down and inland. I think Mitch was like when he Canberra, the snow. I saw a sign that said Queen Beanne. What's that? I thought you'd know. Who's that? Queen Beanne. It's a it's a place. It's not a person. <laughs> Queen Queen Beanne. Queen Beanne. Um, I think that's near the snow. Shout out to all our Queen Beanne listeners. Yeah. <laughs> With no teeth. <laughs> Cut that. So, yeah, it was beautiful and Mitch said we're going to a farm stay and I was like, I don't really know what to make of it. But it turns out that it's this beautiful architecturally designed home. It's Mitch's mate's parents and they go down there as often as they can Um, and it's set on beautiful land. And But what no one told me was that there was no um, reception, no phone reception. None, zero, good luck to you, only when you go into the town. That would have been a shock to the system. Well, I just wasn't prepared. I, everyone else knew. They All these girls brought books and oh. I didn't even download a Netflix show. So what did you do all weekend? Um, just bonded, you know, Ew. with everyone else. You had human contact? Yuck. <laughs> I looked people in the eye Ew. when I spoke to them. What did you actually do? Like what did you eat? What, like did they like hunt? No, I'm kidding. What did you eat? Like, tell me about what was it like? So the, the first night I even took a photo to send you. But joke's on me. Lona reception. Um, I chose a beautiful Riesling. Ah, from, see? Mm, from, and even the register guy, even the register guy was like, this is a beautiful wine. I was like, thank you. Um, the local BWS? Or yeah, what? they have a beautiful town though, like a old was sleepy it like a town. Can't say it was nice, but, but it, was it was big. It was big like drink a is, big drink is It was like a, a small town style, like it wasn't a BWS or something. No, so it was like a cute, cute little berry bottle shop. Yeah, type. but it was like you went in and it went for ages. Wow. So they had a very big range, mm-hmm. but I had a hard time deciding. And were there cafes and restaurants? Like, did you guys eat at home or eat out? We ate at home, but there's like cook up. Yeah, cook up. Mm. So we just. Um, we did big steaks one night because they do yeah. at the local butcher one of those big like oh beautiful local ca- cattlemen's. It'd I be think. super fresh. Yeah, stuff well, too, hey? yeah, yeah, and the so they have this kind of flat top cooker out the back, like from fire, and mm. that sounds really dumb. It comes from fire. You, you cook you <gasps> on heat fire. The fire and then you cook your meat. Yeah, but that was really fun. So we just did a lot of homey things. Oh, how nice. How relaxing. But in the – Did you get turned? What does that even mean? Did you like get – Yeah, on the Friday night we – yeah, we got super drunk. We went Who to, are these people? Um, One of the guys works for Mitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I feel like I know everyone you know and so does most of the people listening. It's so the same I group that every time I talk about. about this group, Kelsey's like, who are these people? I've every never met time them. <laughs> I mention, Every time I mention you know those people, yeah, but who are they again? How do you even know them? Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the Yeah, so the Friday night we went to bed. We literally looked at our clocks. Um, it was 4 a.m. already. Oh. Sorry, I just got a funny text from someone. From who? Someone getting Botox. Oh, does it hurt? Is that not what it's about? No, Botox doesn't hurt, but that's going to be a different episode. Can you tell that I'm the rookie here? Or am I just joking? Have you had Botox? <laughs> nah. Have, have you had Scrotox? <laughs> On my scrotum. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, beautiful. Yeah. And was no. it cold? Oh, yes. So, oh, they've got this beautiful fireplace um, and you actually had to use it because it was actually freezing. Oh, really? Yeah. But I didn't tell you. I think you asked about the building. Oh, yes, I did. Um, yeah. Can you so this. shut up, Hugo? I'm really going to just lose my no, shit. you get no toys. Give it to me. Nothing. Confiscated. So where, what was the house like? Oh, it was so beautiful. So um, there's heaps of glass. Mm. All the bedrooms has um, like one wall of glass, so that because they all look out onto that back property, 
And there's a big deck area with all these um, like timber beams and they have all these beautiful kind of vine plants that grow on them. Like it's really picturesque and they've combined like the whole living, dining um, and then like a seating area around the fire in this one big room. Yeah. So fire's an indoor fire, yeah? Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Mm. So, yeah, but when you come back from a fire – um, like being around a fire, your clothes smell really smoky. Yes. So you can't smoky. help and your it. your hair. Mm. It's like living with a smoker. Mm. Like they always smell like Yeah, smoke I don't really like that hair. smell. No, yeah. the fire smell is quite chic though. Is, is it? I think like if sitting by a fire. A woody smell. A, a, a yeah. woody smell. Mm. Yeah, a woody smell, I agree. People bottle that shit. Do they? Yeah. Who can buy it? You can buy some fiery – oh, my God. So <laughs> we confiscated Hugo's toy and he just ran back in with another one. Because he just must fucking hate this podcast. He does. And there's a dog on every single podcast. If it's not Peppy, it's Hugo, you know. I know. Um, yeah, you could bottle a, fi- a fireplace scent mm-hmm. and, like, sell it for big money. Tell us. And an oody woody scent is one of my favorites, particularly in summer because I know it's not a conventional summer scent, but I just love like a heavy scent in summer. Do you? It's quite sexy. Really? A woody smell. To go mm. with your body oil. Oh, God, yeah. You could buy body oils that smell like oud. Mm. Speaking of, um, I could just rattle off some of my Tell favorite oody woodies. Tell us. So Comedy Garçons make a good one. They have two actually. One's Wonder Wood and one's Wonder Oud. Um, What's oud? Oud is more kind of like if you could think of maybe like an Arabian spice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom Ford make a lot of ouds. Yeah. So those heavy, like sandalwoody things. No. Kind of vibe, like the leather. Mm, mm. uh, It's it's kind of in all in that vein. If Mm. you want to be like top line, yeah. Um, I also find that they're really good unisex scents. So if you – even though they're expensive, if you have a partner – That's like the um, – You can share. That's like those um, – what's the name of it? Santal. Yeah, La Labo. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. one. Like they're you, unisex, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So then you've got like Diptyque. They make one called Tempo, which is oh, pretty yes. interesting. DS and Durga, Mississippi Medicine, which is like really weird, like a – I don't know. I got it. Um, you can buy it from Mecca, but it's an interesting scent. Um, if you're in, if you go bust, but another smell a them. woody. It's nice. It's it's, mm. it's different. Um, Lamira make a lot of. I don't know if I'm all pronouncing all of these right. So yeah. apologies. <laughs> they make beautiful perfume oils and they make candles too. I love. But that. the perfume oils are great for travel, but also they last forever, and you only need a really little bit. Just roll it onto your pulse points. Um, obviously. Mason Margiela, they're mm. those replica um, scents and they have like lazy Sunday mornings, which is definitely not Udi, but they make some other woody scents too. Creed, if you want to spend some big bucks, if you're into your fragrance. Jesus. Um, what Good else? for winter. Yeah. 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 And that's what I mean, like fireplace. Yeah. Who doesn't want to smell like that? And, you, and those ones are more of an investment because literally one – Spray and you're like, Phew. like you can smell someone that wears La Labo a mile away. Oh, I put on one scent, yeah, uh, one spray. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Mitch has that um, Suntel. He loves that one, and I wanted to get him into Rose Thirty One because I think that's nicer. But that's a feminine. Well, is that why you like it? Maybe that's why I like it, but it smells different on everyone. But every time he wears Suntel. Everyone comments being like, oh, my God, Mitch smells so nice. I literally can't handle – I don't like Too strong? It. Yeah, too strong. Don't you find it sexy though? Maybe. Not like sexy or like attracted. Like a me. sexy it's, smell. It's a sexy, sensual yeah, smell. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think maybe he's overdoing it. But everyone, yeah, but, but everyone else Mitch. finds it fucking you amazing. You only need one spray like – you can smell it from a while away. Do we roast you every podcast? Don't be OTT. Also, whose fucking bag is that? 
That's Mitchell's satchel. He's not going around with a with a, a work tan satchel. leather work satchel like a fifty year old woman. It's um. What hold on that? one second. I'm going away Did from the mic. Did you get that made in Bali? No, it's Greg's. He took it off oh. Greg. Can't you tell? <laughs> Hi, Grego. Hi, Grego. We know you're listening. Uh, it's fossil. Fossil. <laughs> Because Mitch was like, I need to take my laptop and my iPad around to quotes, which is fair enough. You but you know if you're what? You're a trader, you cannot take a tanned leather satchel around. I'm sorry. It's, it's a man bag, a man satchel. It's like, I'm eating again. Kel from Cat and Kim. <laughs> you know, oh, you're a butcher. That- Why the fuck do you have a satchel? <laughs> <laughs> it's better than a backpack. Mm. What do you reckon? I don't want someone to wear a backpack to come and quote my Jordan job. Jordan has a laptop bag that's like strictly just I a hate bag. that as well. They're not Do hot. they have handles? Yeah, they're yeah, not Yeah, that's hot. better. Carry but he, it. But he doesn't go around. But, yeah, no, if he has a strap on it, I'd be like, oh. Right. I'm sorry. There's no – I don't find any man bags masculine. Nah, I'm sorry. I have to agree with you. Like there's hot guys on the train and I'm like oh, – and then I'm like, oh, you've got to – I mean, fair enough, <laughs> they're going to a job and they need to take, take things. What do you take them in? Just carry it. You're muscly, you're masculine. Take, carry their carry lunch it. bag. Ew, buy your lunch. <laughs> yeah, be a man. You can Come afford on. it. This is really rude. <laughs> yeah, this is super sexist. Like how dare they how judge? How dare they? How dare we judge men, men. on what they look oh, like? Oh, because, yeah, oh, far And out. their accessories mm. and how they dress. <laughs> and the money they spend. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of winter. Yeah, tell us. And the money you spend. What? No. All right, Jordan. <laughs> Not you specifically. <laughs> Holy moly. Um, no, I was going to say I can't stop thinking about these boots. But, yeah. But maybe now I won't buy them because you're judging me no. on my money spend. Nah, tell us about these boots. So, Garni, have these Nadine over-the-knee boots and this – you know how Western – Cowboy mm. vibes are quite Texas. hot right now. Um, oh, these boots—they come in a few different colorways. Oh, do they? Mm, oh. They do. I'm sitting here but I on feel the... like a white and maybe like tan vibe would be the go. But oh. they would look sick with a really tight pair of pants or like a cute dress. Yeah, and they're like, definitely under a dress. Look them up. No, yeah, I've got I've got the wrong colorway up, and oh, I oh, it's any colorway though. They were so that I'm looking at the ones that have these beautiful baby blue at the back. Yes, so they're like brown and black yeah. at the front. Okay, yeah, I like all of them. I think maybe some have like a lemony color. Oh, I would much prefer oh, like cream, like a cream, like an off white. Mm. Mm. See, I thought you were talking about those um, that kind of country boot in like a lower. I think they're in still a, quite in a hot, mid, uh, like in trend. So Jess Peck, you need to weigh in and tell us. Yeah, is it sorry. Can we text in a cowboy boot? Can we text you? We are these text investment? her the photo and see what she says. There's a fair few. Actually, here. I'm going to text her now. Let's see. Okay. Texting you live while I tell you a funny story. Okay, tell me. So when I was little, um, my dad rides um, Harley Davidsons. And for protection, which is good because I see people riding motorbikes in thongs and lace-up shoes, which I swear is illegal, Um, he would wear like his full leather thing um, and his leather boots for the bike. Mm. And he bought these boots. um, I don't know why he had them. I think he bought them for my mum to go riding with him, which she was never a fan of. Um. And they were, so they looked exactly like these and obviously I was too little, but I asked to have them and I would wear them <laughs> out and about. Who are you sending that to? Jordan. Yeah, Hi. I'm listening. Yeah, out and about. And um, I thought I was super cute. I was probably only 13 and they were definitely too big for my feet. Wow, Steph, that was riveting. <laughs> she just gave me the biggest dirty. Mm. Okay, so I text oh. Jess Peck, Garni Nadine over the knee boots, yes or no? In capital letters, she replied. No. Yes. Oh. Ah, you would look fab in them. Duh. Not. <laughs> <laughs> we should wardrobe what share. What colour? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We're... Maybe, I think maybe the, the war off-white. I need to find them. Oh, no? I much prefer the black, brown and blue. Oh. I'll text it out. It's very um, 
equestrian dressage of the cream. I suppose you'd get what much more wear out of it with the darker shades because they probably look better with oh, – I don't know. I think it, you're going for the lighter shades because of that tonal dressing, which yeah. I love. But in winter I tend to wear darker denim. Yeah, and yeah. And I feel like a – oh, no, why it's pretty neutral. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. They're beautiful though. They are beautiful. Do you want a timeshare clothing? Yeah, let's do it because we have the same foot size. It would make sense. And bags. Well, but I don't think we'd timeshare fairly. <laughs> what do you mean? Like we go out all the time together only. <laughs> yeah. So whose turn is it? Yeah. We'll just share. We have to have a roster. You can carry my lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> Stop feeding that dog chips. Why? He loves it. Um, um <laughs> just missed my mouth. <laughs> yeah, but they're beautiful. Anyway, guys, look it up or I'll, I'll put a link up for these yeah, we'll Garni Nadine. But you know what? If I see you guys wearing them before we wear them, you're dead. Are they, on, are they still on pre-order or are they out now? No, they're out. And I was wrong. I told you they were 755. <gasps> I lied. I found them for 1035 Oh, we'll go back to the 755 mm. Who's yeah. ripping people off by 300 bucks? Modesons. Modesons. How do you say that word? Mode sportif. Oh, I've never heard of that. Oh, it just came up before I was looking at um my Teresa. I was going to say, I don't think they sell them on Mode. Anyway, um, so guys, instead of what we're drinking this week, we're going to talk about wine education uh, and a little introduction into natural wines. Yes. We have a special guest today. Ella Stenning from Drinks. Mm-hmm. She's a bombshell. She's so great. Yeah, she was. She's um, just a fucking sick chick. And yeah, knows a lot about wine. Really is really passionate about this type of wine as well. And you know, it's not just a trend like oh, orange wine and meh, 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 organic and no preservatives and meh. like there's there's a lot to know about this wine. It's hard to make. It's, you know, it's not just a trend. So. Yeah, so she's all about the the back story to them. Oi. Hugo is licking his lips because he can't wait to listen. Anyway. Ella Stenning. Hi, Ella. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Good. <laughs> um, do you want to give us a little bit of background into like who you are, what drinks is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm Ella. I am from Brisbane. I've only worked in wine for a couple of years now, um, but it's been like an incredible, very fast moving journey. Um, I work for a company called Drinks. We are an online wine and booze retailer. Um, But we, I guess, like our point of difference is that we only work with, um, well, the blanket term is natural wine, um, but organic, biodynamic, minimal intervention producers and winemakers. Yeah. So I guess let's start from the beginning. What is, like, what the hell is natural wine? Okay, so I get, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's totally contentious at the moment. I, like, I mean, that word is used a lot and I think it's often um, misused, but, you know, that's totally cool. Um, essentially, it's like an umbrella term for winemaking and viticulture that essentially not putting anything in and not taking anything away. So it's like not using pesticides herbicides in the in the vineyard Mm -hmm. um and then during the winemaking process not putting enzymes additives sometimes sulfur like things like that um so it's really just an expression of the fruit and the land that it came from um and often reflected with winemaking process as well Mm. Um, and it's yummy it is yeah it is yeah (laughs) It's not like a new concept and there's obviously people have been doing this for ages, but it's become like such a massive trend. 
why why is it taking us so long to sort of like everyone to get on board? Yeah, well, I mean, there is a lot. Like that's a huge question, I guess. But, yeah, like you said, it's totally not a new thing. Like people have been farming um, using organic practices for shitloads of years, like years and years and years and years. Um, but I guess like with a lot of things, like the, the rule is money. So, yeah, so commercial wineries, they, they use enzymes and filters and shit like that and pesticides in the vineyard to kind of give you a consistent product. I, like what's a good way to compare it? It's like going into Coles and buying like a, a Coles tomato that's like mass-produced, really commercial pesticide using winemakers and mm. viticulturalists um, and then you go into your yard and you've grown a tomato like in your her bed and you pluck it straight off the vine and it's the difference between like how those two have mm. come to be. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean in saying that it's a trend, I think that you know, we've become more conscious of farming practices and what we put in our bodies and everything like that. And I, I think it's just come more into the public eye because of that. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of different reasons, but I mean, that's probably yeah, I guess because that's the same with food as well. Like yeah, totally. Aware of like where stuff comes from, what we're putting into our bodies, like even yeah. natural beauty. Yeah. Maybe yeah, one hundred percent. The same kind of. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's certainly part of it. Um, and I mean, I mean, like in saying that it's a trend, I think that a lot of the winemakers that um, that are in the public eye with it are making really fun, really mm. vibrant, really fresh styles of wine. Mm. Um, and that seems to be something that people are enjoying drinking and particularly yeah. younger people yeah. are enjoying drinking. So, I mean, it's certainly been in the public eye because of that. But I think it's starting to transcend just being a trend because people are learning more and more about it and educating themselves on how these styles of wine come mm. to be, which is oh, it's such a relief, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. It is exciting. <laughs> it is. I seem to always, every time I come in, I'm always like, that's right, it is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you she would... said. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to know um, when you talk about, all the different um, you mentioned biodynamic oh, wines, yeah. etc. Okay. What's the difference between essentially just natural wine and then there's biodynamic and organic wines? Yeah, yeah. Do they all taste different or is it in their farming process? So with that, I think like the best and this is sort of like goes back to the whole education thing and people um, sort of using these terms. And, yeah, this is good. This is good. Hopefully this teaches people. <laughs> oh, good. Um, but n- think of, like, the term natural wine as, like, this, like, sort of all-encompassing thing and then organic organic practices and biodynamic practices sort of fall under that. Um, organic farming, you know, is essentially, I mean, to be certified you can still use sprays and things like that in the vineyard but it's closer to less intervention Mm. biodynamics is a like a school um of farming practices that has been around for a long time and it's it's sort of it 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 involves a lot more um essentially revolves around the lunar cycle and so you farm according to the positioning of the moon um yeah so there's like a whole calendar so you kind of run days is whether it's a fruit day or whether it's a root day and Mm. you farm according to that and you also drink according to that like sometimes like I've met a lot of winemakers who won't drink on certain days and will only drink wines on certain days because it's not the true expression of like like the moon's not in the right spot (laughs) essentially yeah so like that's that's one style of I guess um farming that Mm applies to like this whole natural winemaking blanket but I mean 
yeah, like the, these wines, they, they don't taste different. I mean, of course, they, t- they all taste different, mm. like all wines taste different. Um, but it's more about how alive they are because they haven't been tampered with. Mm. Um, there's like the fruit is still singing, I guess. Yeah. There's no chemicals that are clouding it. They, they haven't removed some of the things that make wine what it is. Yeah. Yeah. In its, in its essence, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. It's a, That's it's so a whole, it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. We're probably just scraping the surface. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like natural wine, big, like big all encompassing term and then organics mm-hmm. and yeah. so like farming. the umbrella and then. And yeah. Then and that applies to farming. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. can be certified, but I mean, a lot of farmers, don't do that because it's extremely expensive and mm. incredibly time-consuming to be certified. Um, but they still practice, like incorporate practices yeah. that fall under those umbrellas. Yeah. Um, I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. The I've gone into a bottle shop before, and I wanted specifically just to get natural wines or find where the natural wine is. And the guy in the store was telling me that. Um, you know, these ones have zero sulfur. These ones have a little bit of sulfur. Okay, yeah. Are there? I mean, do they still fall under? Yeah, one hundred. Okay, sulfur is um like a sulfur is a preservative that is used in wine, but it also occurs naturally. Right. Um, it is the thing that stops your wine from. I, I don't know if you've drunk a lot of these wines, but um, often they can be referred to as unstable or they flatline really quickly, like as soon as you you open them, and it's because they don't have preservatives. They don't have things like sulfur in them, keeping them together. Um, natural wine, uh, I guess enthusiasts and people sort of getting into it have this like really, really tortured relationship with sulfur because I don't think a lot of people understand it. It is, it is essentially, I mean... The amount of sulfur that goes into a bottle of wine is less than the amount of sulfur in a dried apricot. Oh. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it sounds very. Yeah. It's it's like I, I think like there's for these wine like for to preserve wines and keep them and for people to enjoy them and buy the wine again rather than buying a zero sulfur wine that has been made just because they wanted to put zero sulfur on it, mm. but it mm. it's dead. Mm. You know what I mean? It just doesn't last. Um, people are getting better with it because they're learning how to preserve these wines on their own and make these wines on their own without that, but it's extremely difficult to do that. Right. And sometimes like with disease in the vineyard or just shit that happens during harvest, you have to add a little bit yeah. just to keep it together. I mean, right. I mean, su- sustainable farming and like sustainable winemaking is as much about securing your, securing your business as much as it is, you know, an expression of agriculture and art. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things like, I mean, you can go into a bottle shop and, and drink zero sulfur wines or drink wines with a little bit of sulfur, but it's important to understand that it's not poison <laughs> yeah. yes it's there for a reason yeah um yeah. okay so where should we start if we're a newbie to natural wine um drinks yeah, yeah. <laughs> go on drinks <laughs> um I mean funnily enough like that is probably one of the best places to start yeah. well that's um, where I started Mm, yeah, it's got me into it. So yeah. you guys drink natural wine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sick. I yeah. drink all wine, really. But I give whatever Kelsey gives. <laughs> but <me>. like, <laughs> I think I find personally it depends like where I am or what I'm doing or what I'm yeah. eating. Like if I'm at an Italian restaurant, I don't mind like a good old classic Italian wine or something. Oh, dude! Like I completely understand. But then like, in summer. Or like after work, prefer like a natty wine, whatever's going. I feel like that's yeah, and that's like a big bold red, seasonally. Totally, I think like with like natural wines, people think that they have to be these really youthful 
um, vibrant, like energetic styles like Pet Nat and mm. things like that. But there are certainly wines that are more austere, austere and yeah, and that cater big, to every yeah, totally that like incorporate the same like hands off practice mm. and and farming. Um, but they're more more difficult to find, I suppose, and things like that. But yeah. um, yeah, no, I think like if you're gonna start drinking natural mm. wine, like go into a bottle shop and just pick one out and then ask about how it was made, mm. you know, and then if if that doesn't tell you enough, go on drinks because, like, that's all we sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. yeah, but there's, like, there's more and more um, people selling wine. I mean, like, P&B and mm-hmm. now we have our bottle shop, like our physical premises. And, um, yeah, no, it's good. It's, like, at least it's more out there yeah so there's Mm. more places where you can go and educate yourself yeah 100 percent. yeah and like i like don't be afraid of asking for a natural wine because i think like that's one of the worst things that people do is make people feel insecure about their knowledge of wine wine is not this like wine is not scary it's just it's this thing (laughs) yeah it's this thing that like is made for enjoyment yeah you know to share and to have around dinner or with friends or sitting alone on the couch watching friends whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I guess like just ask questions do do your research and think about the styles of wine that you like to drink Mm -hmm. and then just ask questions about them and see if they are farming sustainably or so would there be like a variety that would suit most palettes or that someone or like is a good introduction yeah totally I think like um uh, I mean people get scared off because they think that um like natural wine is just orange wine yeah yeah I know it's oh god it just gives me the shits (laughs) (laughs) um because like I mean skin contact wines as much as beautiful as they are they they can be intensely aromatic and that's super like uh, people can I don't want to drink flowers and candles the whole night Mm. often but um I mean you know with where's a good place to start like fizzy I guess Mm -hmm. there's lots of um I guess like a lot of people are making um like really fun fresh things called petit naturel or pet nuts um, that's always a good place to start because mm-hmm. they're fizzy and they're yummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or uh, I guess like really light red okay. is yeah. a good place to start. Yeah, because like I think that, I mean, I, I fucking love red wine in general. But um, I think I, I find that most people like starting out who don't want to drink super aromatic styles of wine find that a really safe option because it's just really like full of always like full of fruit and really really expressive and easy to drink Mm. easier to drink Mm. um yeah but whatever like drink what you want yeah (laughs) try it test and trial yeah (laughs) um when you spoke about just before how there shouldn't be kind of this stigma or people shouldn't be embarrassed to ask questions about wine. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey and I have discussed before that we fall into the trap even though, um, like, I don't think my wine knowledge is very extensive at all and I thought I was alone when I go into a bottle shop and I just kind of pretend like you're all in there together and just some people know what they want off the shelf <laughs> and I just kind of go for the nicest label or whatever your price like totally do whatever your price point is yeah 100 like totally do that like yeah i mean labels guy like (laughs) i do (laughs) i do that as well do you oh 100 i thought it was just me but but, (laughs) i know like like they're beautiful like yeah oh they put their their like do you think that is a big part like even though like you're drinking the wine and we know that it's hard and all of that like for the mm. winemakers and stuff but obviously labels must be a big thing in terms of from their point of view yeah as well. totally and i mean like like these winemakers are rebels mm. you know they're bucking convention in in regions that are so strict with winemaking rules and like appellations and control and i guess like culture as well and so 
for them to, you know, subvert that and go and make these like incredible, like really challenging and interesting styles of wine. Like they're kind of like, fuck it. Yeah. Like mm. I'm going to like, this is an expression of me and this is an expression of my art. And the label is part of that, mm-hmm. you know, like often, I mean, some, some, some of the labels are just like absolutely stunning yeah. and they're yeah. often done by like incredible artists. Mm. And I mean, I mean, I guess that that's also part of, um, like trying to make these wines more accessible to younger people as well and, you know, moving this trend out of like wine being this like extremely serious, um, hard to access Mm. kind of world and more fun and engaging and it's great because people are learning more about wine consequently. Yeah. But, yeah, like I mean I I know enough about wine to go into a shop and buy it but I often – (laughs) <laughs> judge from a yeah, label. This is, yeah, this is this is actually really funny. My friend Sally and I always joke about um, <laughs> opening a bar called Animals and Trees and just selling wine with animals and trees on it. <laughs> yeah, because like there like, are so many. So many. Right? many. It's like, What's a good one? Oh, it has a bird on it. I'll have that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, there's anything that some people? Or- people in general should look for on a label does the label ever tell you any uh, you yeah, totally. essentially would you look for anything um that you like better actually yeah that that's that's a good question I um I mean it's that's difficult because like I said before a lot of these people are not certified because it's super expensive mm-hmm. and so sometimes like looking for organic or biodynamic certification isn't enough um I would just say like look it up <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, often it says, um, like, things with sulfur, if you're trying to avoid um, drinking sulfured wines, it will say minimal sulfur, minimal sulfites um, or no SO2 or things like that. Um, You can often see that and that is a good indication. Um, But, I mean, some of these wines are super honest about their farming practice as well, like, on the back yeah Yeah, totally they they want to share that um but yeah I I guess yeah that's super difficult because Mm. you don't have to legally do anything I think that that will actually start happening like with natural wine now being so much in the public sphere and it moving beyond being trend is like is the definition of natural wine is like going to formulate and yeah. labels will probably change because yeah. of that. Cause you know, we all like to ruin everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> what about, um, I want to ask when you're in a, re- at a restaurant, mm-hmm. how do you choose? What, is there any like insider tips or tricks on like how to, what, where to go, what bottle to choose. Like I read something the other day that a sommelier was saying that like often people, the most popular picked is like the second from the bottom um, in terms of price point. So you don't pick the cheapest, you pick like the second cheapest. Oh, that is so true. But apparently that's like the worst wine or like not like actually, like it's not the worst wine, but it's not like the best wine to choose. Um, yeah, okay. is there any, like, what do you just, do you just be like, fuck it, just get whatever you want and whatever your price point or is there, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drink whatever the fuck you yeah. want. If you're in a restaurant and a som is making you feel insecure about your drinking, like, choices, get out of there. Yeah. We're hanging out with the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, I don't know. <laughs> no, because, like, if you frighten people like that, like, then then they don't engage with mm, these wines yeah. anymore. I um, I mean, it's difficult because, like, people think that there's this rule that you have to pair wine with food and, like, there is, there is a lot of that and that's extremely important, like, culturally and, mm. you know, in general. But if you don't feel like drinking something that's suggested to you, then don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, like, drink whatever you want. I, like, I... I drink beers all the time. Like yeah. people are like, oh, no, wine, you're going to have a wine. I'm like, because I want a beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's my choice. Yeah, That's my, my choice. So <laughs> you're having a pasta, don't you want a red wine? I'm like, no, I want a beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. But, yeah, like, I mean, that like there's there's a bunch of different tricks that some use with menus like in terms of price point mm. and things like that. But, yeah. Uh, my, do what you want. Yeah, totally. And, 
never, ever, ever let anyone freak you out about what you want to drink. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about that. We talked about that. Oh, we're going through it. I know. What um, do you guys like to drink? Um, I'm actually really into shardies at the moment. Which is yeah. funny, yeah. Me too. I love shardies. And Riesling. Yeah, I feel like actually, my mum. Yeah, we spoke. Yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> we used to be on the Savvy B and then um, now I can't. It's probably from just one night too many, you know. And then oh. now I've moved over to Pinot Grigio. Yeah. And I am my mum. <laughs> Literally. That's I like it. like that good skin cack. Skin cack. Skin cack. <laughs> what are we? Um, I do like a mix, like a party pack. Oh, yeah. Like from drinks. Like, from drinks. We do yeah, do party yeah. packs and fun packs. Yeah. <laughs> We're very creative with yeah. our name. Yeah, that's good because for me, I'm like, I don't know if I'll like or what I won't like. That, that's a good place to go because then you get like, it's already chosen for you. That's you know that great. they're good wines. 100%. And you, like, to taste and yeah. taste. 100%. Yeah. We've, um, that, that's so funny. Like I never thought that that was a thing, like the whole buying a pack. And just like not having to think about it, mm. but then we like I've been helping um, run this company called Loose Ends, which is a, a oh, yeah. which is a wine membership program, mm. and I just couldn't believe like how excited everyone was all like yeah. about it because like now you can get like six of the, like the wines that we we drink mm. and you know are good for the planet, um, <laughs> good for the planet, good for the palate kind of thing. Um, yeah, like. And you don't have to think about it. Yeah, I think that's the thing, like getting back to people being shamed and not wanting to pick themselves. Like I, the drinks website has, hey. you stocked so many different wines. So I think when you get a party pack or a fun pack and they're chosen for you, come over here. <laughs> and they're chosen for you. Um, then, yeah, it takes out the guessing game and you you know they've been you know that yeah. someone with a little bit of insight has said like pair these together yeah and also like with that then you start to learn what you like well yeah, yeah. that way yeah yeah because you like you get given things that you would never normally pick and, and then, then by the time by the time you purchase it a second time you think you're an expert in it and you just share it around with all your friends yeah <laughs> I like that. Or maybe I like this one. This one was great for last time. Try that. I just started dating this guy who's like, who's been asking me all of these questions about wine and he was telling me he got pissed the other night and he was like, so natural wine is this. Oh (laughs) my God. I was like, tell me more. Amazing. Like if that's how word gets out, like unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Spread my gospel. Go. Um, It was funny because our boyfriends, um, they like wine as well, but mm. they we were recording the other day or something, and they wanted to go to the bottle shop and like buy some some wine. Or we were mm. having lunch or something. Yeah. Lunch anyway, and Mitch, Jess' boyfriend, goes into like BWS or whatever, and he's like, "You got any orange wine?" And they're like, "Wine from orange." Orange? Yeah. yeah. No, nah, orange wine, like the color, like skin contact. They're like, "No, no, like what? Like no idea." No. And he's a big <laughs> giver upper. He'd be like, "Don't worry, yeah, like, don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get what you asked <laughs> Another rosé with a flower bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Comes back with a six-pack of UDL. Oh, like, <laughs> this dude, same alcohol content. Oh, Amazing. No, it's a double black Garanas. Oh, no. oh my God. I just felt anxious. <laughs> <laughs> More anxious. He comes with panic attacks. Oh, my God. Um, Amazing. Another thing I wanted to ask you is I found that with, like, some – Natural wines, if I don't finish the bottle the next day or whatever, it's sus. So it is mm. – what's the – how do you – how can you tell if a wine's off? Oh, okay. So with that, like that goes back to the preservative thing and the whole mm. sulfur debate. Um, that is to stop something that we call, I guess, mousiness. Like if you've ever experienced that, um, it's caused by – like there, there can be a number of factors, but often it's like a – like very specific strain of bacteria that oh. gets in during the winemaking process and can happen and is extremely difficult to get rid of once it's in your winery. Um, oh, wow. But like sulfur kind of preserves the wine and keeps it intact. But, I mean, the thing with natural wine is that it's a living thing. It's, it's closest to being alive as it's going to be. 
Um, and you kind of have to treat it like that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, I mean, other sort of key indications that your wine's fucked is like <laughs> it smells like vinegar. Yeah. You know, like if it smells like vinegar, do not drink that shit. Mm-hmm. Like just don't. That's not good for you. Or maybe yeah. it is, I don't know. Yeah. But um, another thing as well, like lots of these wines are under cork. Mm-hmm. Um, smell that. And if it smells like intense, um, like really like corky, your wine is your wine may be fucked. Um, and you can you can sort of tell, I guess like I mean in saying that, like if the wine tastes wrong to you, then it may very well be. Mm. Yeah, and um like there's a big problem with, you know, this whole like no sulfur thing and natural wine thing and you know, often often like they're not particularly well preserved and, you know, that's part of the learning process, like, you know, not using chemicals in your winemaking. Mm. Um, and so they often can be mousy and that is a fault. That is there's something wrong. If you taste that, if you taste cardboard, then. Mm. Is that what yeah. the mousy Yeah, I mean, is? sort of. It's like it smells like, a, like, like an animal. Like it's like a it, – it's like a – Fuck, it's so hard to describe. Um, But when you know it. But when you know it, you know it. And it fills your mouth and it's really hard to get rid of. Um, Lemon juice, actually. Lemon juice gets rid of the taste. Oh, wow. um, So how often has this happened to you? Oh, very often. Really? Extremely often. But these wines are very delicate, very precious. And, you know, when you're dealing with a living thing, like you sometimes Mm. don't win. Yeah. Um, But... I mean, because people are, you know, drinking lots of these wines, it's not something that you shouldn't go, like, push past. You shouldn't push through it and drink the bottle because, yeah. like, there'll be a backup. There'll be one that will be really vibrant and singing. But just look for fruit, look for acid, look for length, look for things like that that you enjoy in wine. Mm-hmm. And if it tastes shitty, don't drink it. Mm. <laughs> I think um, it's very. These rules are really simple. It's funny. Yeah. Because don't leave it open on your bench for three days. And yeah. drink it. What about in the fridge? What about if I yeah, open it, drink it. half, and then like somewhere I'll drink the other half? Like sometimes yeah, just I find put, that some are like not that good, but yeah. I mean, it's just, it just it's just you just yeah. rolling the dice, yeah. really. I mean, your best bet is to just like as you're drinking it, seal it um, immediately. Actually, you can get these really cool things if you don't drink like a full bottle in a sitting. And you can buy like this like little dude, this little like, oh, like argon a... gas yeah. thing and you can go and that mm. like replaces the oxygen, the oxygen like, you know, reacting with everything in the wine sort of makes it go off. Mm. Um, cool. And that that can sort of stop that. But if you can't be fucked buying one of them. <laughs> <laughs> then drink it I just all in like one too. I just like seal it as you as you're drinking it. Okay. You know, like put a lid on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> or just drink the whole bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I do. That's why I have this terrible hangover actually. Oh. I think that's why um some people I think when they drink natural wine that's meant to taste funky, so not yeah. funky. Funkies are, yeah. A misconception is that it it will taste different. So they might not even know that that difference, not a good difference. Like it might be 100%. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. You're looking for, like, I mean, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And funky is a a, a difficult word um, because it goes back to that whole thing that people think that natural wine has to taste you know, mm. extremely challenging or really aromatic or, you know, weird. Um, but if it tastes like licking the back of a mouse or cardboard or vinegar, no, don't drink that. <laughs> you have an issue. Or you're coming back into the vendor and you just got to push you through. You've got to go. Don't, Mate. don't push through. <laughs> go home. Mate, if you are go that home. keen for the vendor. Go for it. Like, you need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> the sun's coming up. Don't get those go to bed. <laughs> and go to bed. Fuck. That's so funny. Amazing. <laughs> So I guess, okay, so how do we store our wine? Um, well, if it's not open, like keep it in a cool, dark, 
place mm-hmm. and don't move it around all the time um, because they are sensitive to light and to changes in temperature. Oh, yeah. yeah, like don't leave your wine cooking in your car for a couple of days. That's mm-hmm. a really bad scene. Um, you can keep it in the fridge. Most wines are pretty chill with that. <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I keep wines in the fridge, I guess. I, would, I wouldn't keep them in there forever. Um, put them in the fridge when you get to drink them. Keep them away from light. Keep them away from fluctuating temperatures. Um, that would be my my advice. Should we keep – is there a, um, anything to do with keeping them upright or it doesn't matter? Um, don't keep them upside down. It's more like it's – I mean, that that has things to do with sediment. Yeah. So if, if wines, like, haven't been um, filtered or fined or, you know – a number of different reasons, but if they have sediment in them, you don't really want that at the neck of the bottle when you pour it, unless, I mean, unless you do. Um, you, sh- you shouldn't be afraid of drinking those grebe leaves. They're totally fine. They're mm-hmm. not going to hurt you. Um, but, like, in terms of texture and things like that, um, yeah, keep them upright. Keep them lying flat. doesn't really matter. Just mm. don't shake them around. Mm. There's, like, this whole thing that, like, I've been sort of reading about recently about vibrations in wine and like when they get shipped over they're on a, mm. like a like a huge fucking big shipping ship um and like they put the boxes like right near the engine and the wines like what? shake like the oh. whole way over and I was thinking I was like wow because like often those wines like don't travel very well they'll never taste like how they do when you're over mm. in Paris or Italy things like that and I was like, maybe it's got something to do with like the intense yeah. vibrating. Yeah, so don't do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, heat coming off that too. There'd totally be a lot going on. Yeah, apparently. Well, yeah, that like the winemakers would be pissed. Well, I, I heard this as well. Fucking oath. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the um and like the distributors, like the people yeah. who sell them. Um, yeah, they were saying that like in order to like conserve power um because it can take like four six weeks to like get them over here when they're on those boats they turn off the refrigeration units that are keeping like all of the wines at this like stable temperature and so they just like heat up and I was thinking, I was like, this is defeating the purpose. Yeah. So, like, they can get so much shit for that. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Let's find them. You have one job. <laughs> Everyone, go You had one job. It's literally your job. You're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, it's yeah. So, I mean, like, do, to do the best that you can, keep them, like, don't move them around. Keep them I mean, out of my, the sun. My subtle shifts might not matter after engine vibrations. Yeah. No. <laughs> but we'll try. I mean, we can conduct an experiment. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, we probably already covered this, but I guess what's like the biggest thing or one thing that you wish more people knew about natural wines? Um, just, I guess, not to pigeonhole it. It's not, it's not, um, Natural wine does not refer to, like, flavours or anything. It it refers to, you know, the farming process and, like, the winemaking process. That is all it is. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the most important thing about it is that you should be drinking these wines. Like, they're the, the product of such intense hard work. And time and consideration and passion. These people are the most passionate people and the most generous and kind and wonderful. I mean, they're not all ever like behind everyone is a person, <laughs> and some of them are shitty. <laughs> but a lot of them are cool. Yeah, fuck you guys. Nah. No, but a lot like, I mean, they're, I guess that's, that, that's an important thing now that now I'm thinking about it properly is that behind every wine there is a person. There are people, like heaps of people made that um, and they all deserve that credit. And so it's important, I guess, to engage with that part of the drinking process. It's not all about, you know, being part of a trend or anything like that. And it's good that people are engaging with these wines more because it's a trend. But, yeah, like farming is a really, really hard job. Winemaking is a really really heartbreaking job 
as much as it is an incredible job. It's not as glamorous as everyone thinks it is. Shit, no. Yeah. But it's fun. It's it's such hard work. But like, I mean, I can't like I'm very new to the process, but like it is just the most intensely rewarding thing for me. Um, but yeah, just like appreciate that a shitload of work went into what you were drinking and yeah. And hopefully they were a nice person. Yeah. A lot of them are. <laughs> yeah. Hi guys. I love you. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I reckon, is there anything else you want to, you want to cover? Have we covered everything? Well, we, what's, we didn't ask you what your favorite wine yeah. to drink what are your was. top five? Oh, what do oh, I yeah, love to drink? Five, yeah. If you can't narrow it down. Oh, man. Beer. Yeah. <laughs> How good a beer Scrap this whole <laughs> Pass me the Peroni. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I've been drinking a lot of Chardonnay recently because um, mm. I was recently um, over in Burgundy working for a a winery over there and that place ruins you because (laughs) you start drinking like these incredible incredible chardonnays and allegates and you're just like oh my god i can't drink anything else hi mark (laughs) sorry we're just filming we're doing a podcast maybe we'll shut the door Come join. He's a personality. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't live alone. Well, hey, Mark. Yeah. Hey, Mark. No, I drink everything. I just, I'm, I'm trying to educate my palate and my, my person to kind of not fall into a trap of just drinking the one thing. Yeah. Um, so I've ch- kind of just been drinking lots of different weird stuff. Yeah. We've only got your fave wines to go. So okay. Unless there's anything else you want to cover. Um... I don't. I don't know. I don't like. I can't. I don't know what my favorite is. It's like trying to pick your favorite mm. kid. I don't have any kids. Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> um, no, I've been drinking like a lot of Burgundy, which sounds super spoiled. I promise, I'm not a brat. Um, but I love. I love like really crisp, like racy, like yummy acid like Rieslings mm. and Pinot Blancs and Grunewaldinas. There's this fucking incredible producer in Austria um, called Michael Gindel and he makes these Grunewaldinas that are just like, oh, they're amazing. Drink them. They're really good. Okay. On drinks.com. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I also love there's a producer. I've been drinking a lot of Austrian wines actually recently. Um, a guy – Named Klaus Pressinger. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, he makes these like incredible, incredible um, Blaufrankish. Like, oh, that, God, that wine is so yummy. It's just tastes so alive and just incredible. It's like full of fruit and it's just, it's like biting into a big fresh raspberry. It's Ooh. so tasty. I love your description. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want any wine? <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, but like I said, I'm trying to try everything and Mm -hmm. expand my palate and my knowledge and just learn and appreciate all the different styles that people put out in the world. What about Aussie wine? It's great. It's cool. Mm. We've got no rules here. So Mm. we're just, you know, making some cool shit and growing some cool stuff as well. Like incredible amount of varietals here and we're not restricted by you know appellation control or anything like that um i i love wines from i mean i drink a lot of wines from the basket range one guy in particular who i've just come back from working with for harvest um gareth belton he does gentle folk wines Mm -hmm. they are beautiful and he's incredibly passionate about his farming and all of that and he's just a really good dude um he makes some really really beautiful wines. There's a site called Scary Gully and he grows Riesling there and that is one of my favourite wines, The Clouds. It's, okay. it's gorgeous. Um, mm, this is good. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we just, got, we just got it in the shop actually, funnily enough. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about yeah. it. Um, but, I mean, 
in Gippsland, there's a couple of like really incredible growers there, like Patrick Sullivan. Um, I'm trying to think of like any Aussie stuff that I've had really recently that's sort of brand new. I um, I don't know. It's hard. They're gonna hate me because they're all my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, why didn't you mention me? Yeah, why didn't you say me? Um, I mean, I love Bob Coleman as well. His wines are great. Frankly, Bob made this. Is his is his wines? He's just done his release and. They're they're beautiful. They're incre- he gets all of his fruit um, from sites in Orange, New South Wales. He makes it in Blackheath. <laughs> it's not yeah the, not the, the whole color. orange. <laughs> it's an orange from Orange. Oh my god, that'll confuse the <laughs> shit out of people. Won't it? Bob, what are you doing? Oh, Bob. <laughs> Such god a Bob thing. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh my god, I love a coat of barrels as well. Like he's Taris. Um, is they're based on the basket range. I love those wines, and he's a punk. He's a dude. Um, yeah, like really, 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 always pristine. Just really well made. Amazing. They make a wine um, that I don't know if I don't think he still does it. But the guy, one of the lead singer from Tool, like Maynard, which is a, one of my favorite bands. <laughs> um, yeah, he made like he, a couple of his wines. Like I think all of his wines really um, like reference um, punk bands and like cool. lines and song. Yeah, so like if you're a bit of a nerd and you like punk, like that's fun. Like that's journey, fun. journey yeah. for you. And we'll put, we'll put all of these up on social so you guys can see. Yeah, ah, yeah. sick. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, all right. I feel like we've covered everything. Yeah, I think so too. Unless you wanted to talk about the opening. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so drinks has opened up its a bricks and mortar. Yeah, store. yeah, yeah. It's so exciting. Oh my god! Like, like I, I thought I knew it was going to be this amazing thing, but just the response has just been so wonderful. Like to the pub and all the locals in in Redfern. Yeah, are just so ready for it. That's and like all of those people, like in Zetland and all those apartments and that development and mm. stuff, and they're just frothing it. Really? It's great. So it's in Waterloo. It's in yeah. Waterloo. Yeah. So like sort of cusping Redfern. Yeah. Um, it's called, well, the pub is called the George um, and they've just renovated it and taken over it. Um, and then Joel, who is my boss um, from drinks. Hi, Joel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, there was this opportunity to kind of build a space for drinks in there and I'm just so glad that he made that decision because it's just sensational. It's so nice to have, like, have all the people that buy from us come in and mm. introduce themselves. It's so funny. Like we've it all formed like images of these people in our heads and we're like, damn it, we were so close. Oh, like judging them <laughs> from their online orders. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we're like, oh, I bet he's hot. <laughs> and you were, and then, and then, and then he was. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's so nice and like to have it be tangible as well. Like, I, like I'm terrible at um, online shopping, and I love being able to go into a store and touch things and look at things and mm. get an idea from that. And also, like with the whole like education thing around natural wine and these sorts of wines that we we sell, um, to be able to have a conversation about it. And, you know, not just be freaked out by the, our website and not understand what things mean or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. No, it's so good. It's sick. Everyone come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and did I read something about the website is going to go, is going to change or something? Oh, we're just getting a facelift. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just going to look prettier and it's going to be more accessible. <laughs> and like with um, now that we do have this bottle shop, it sort of opens up this space for events and mm. more things like that. So we're having lots of free tastings like every week on Thursday and Saturday Arvos. So if you want to come drink some wine and talk to me, then come in and do that. <laughs> um, yeah, but like just stuff like that. Now we can grow and it's a mass, like it'll be a massive community. Yeah, it's kind of like giving a face mm, to drinks, yeah. I guess, um, which was, I think needed. I think people like people have, supported us like thank you so much everyone whoever listens to this if you buy from drinks you're a legend we love you um yeah like 
yeah, it's like like you said, it's just going to build this incredible community and the more people that are drinking and learning about these wines is just great, in my opinion. More of that. Yeah. Yeah. The more yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I want a free tasting. Yeah, come in. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. thank you, Ella. Well, thank you, Ella. Oh, it was my it's pleasure. Chatting. Hey. <laughs> um, and I guess once we... Everyone learns a bit more. I think we'll probably want to touch base with you again. Yeah, sick. And delve yeah. a bit deeper. Hundred percent. We'll have a party pack party and then party pack party. Yeah, it. next time instead of tea, we can have that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure.